listening to Norfolk's only black-owned and operated radio station. 1350 WGPL Portsmouth. Good evening, Hampton Roads. You are tuned in to the Family and Marriage Clinic with your host, Bishop Carl Hodges. We say good evening, Bishop. And good evening, good morning, good afternoon to you. Hello, how are you, wherever you are, and whenever you are. Praise God from whom all blessings flow, and welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. To all of our listeners in the United States, welcome back. I welcome you. And to every single one of our listeners, to every other country in the world, the Western Hemisphere, the Eastern Hemisphere, the Northern, the Southern Hemisphere, wherever you're joining us from, you know what? I am seriously, genuinely honored to have you listen in. And and I'll tell you something, uh, just as we get into the uh, broadcast here, when I look at the stats uh, of the show, of the program online, and I see that we've had... Uh, people listen from Australia, from Norway, from China, from Korea, from Japan, from from Lord knows where else, England, Ireland. You know, that, that really honors me, makes me feel good on the inside. So I want to welcome all of you all to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. And I'm definitely honored to have you with us. And uh, this is a program for you. And in Southern Virginia, Northeast of North Carolina, you found us coming to you on WGPL 1350, WPCE 1400 on your AM dial, and WBXB 100.1 on your FM dial. You can also listen to the live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. Now listen carefully. If you would like to hear this or any other broadcast, you can find the podcast by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes or on Spotify. You can search iTunes or Spotify. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges and you'll find Marriage and Family Clinic there. And some of us have that little purple icon uh, on our uh, uh smart device that little purple podcast player uh on your smart device click that thing search bishop cd hodges you'll find us there marriage and family clinic is here to help you break down and and discuss your marriage and family relationships we want to provide you enlightenment into those relationships dynamic we want to help you identify whatever is making you tick really ultimately we want to help you repair grow and perfect your marriage and family relationships. And let me start off this broadcast by saying, listen, I really would like to hear from you. Really would like to hear from you. You can email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Pick up, get on the keyboard there. Email me. Let me know if we're doing you any good. Let me know if you have subjects that you would like for me to discuss. Let me know if you have a subject that you would like for me to discuss again. You've heard it in the past, and you really would like to hear it again, whatever that is, be that communication or, or, or even some of the more trying and, and pressing matters of our relationships, such as domestic abuse, uh, whatever it is, just let us know. Communicate with me in one way or another. Email, inbox me on uh, uh, Facebook. You can find me at Bishop Carl Hodges, uh, or use mental telepathy, whatever works for you. Just give me a shout-out. And so that we can get you what you need. All right. We want to get you what you need. Well, thank God it looks like the seasons are changing here. 
uh, and it's about time. You know, when I look around at everything that has gone on this winter all over the country, uh, it's been snowing and freezing cold in several places uh, that you wouldn't even expect it to be snowing and freezing cold. But I thank God that here in Southern Virginia, we've had a really mild winter. I am grateful for that. And I feel the season's changing. And maybe that's a word for somebody tonight listening to us, whether it's daytime for you or nighttime, evening or morning. Maybe that's a word for you. You've been enduring some harsh conditions for a while. You've been enduring some harsh conditions for a while. But your season is about to change. Your season is about to change. Things will get better. And I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. I want to say this because I truly believe it. You will get through it. Whatever it is you're going through, you're going to get through it. All oh, trust in God. Put, put your faith in Him. Believe God. You will get through it. I'm not going to promise you what's going to happen on the other side. But I know one thing. You will get through it. All right. And, and, and some of us, we need that word for our marriages. We need that word for our marriages because so many of us, we, we're enduring trying circumstances in our marriages. As we've said a couple of times already over the last few months, uh, being cooped up in the house or whatever because of COVID-19, we're not traveling, we're not moving around, we're not going out like we're used to. And so many of us are spending so much more time at home with each other. So many husbands and wives are spending so much more time together in the company of each other all day, every day. And it's bringing out things in them that they didn't know were there. Feelings are surfacing that they thought they'd gotten over. Uh, they're finding out that they don't communicate as well as they thought. And they're finding out how much they did not know about each other. They're finding out how strong their relationships are not. And it's a trying circumstance. And that's why I want to tell you something tonight that's going to make so much of a difference. I mean, it's a simple concept, but it's a concept that we all should be aware of. It's a concept that you really need to know and you really need to have, uh, uh, you really need to be persuaded of this concept before you get married. And if you're already married, you need to work on this concept. And this all-important concept is this right here. My spouse, whether it's your husband or your wife, my spouse needs to be my friend. My spouse needs to be my friend. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I, I've watched the commercial. I was watching uh, headline news this morning. That's what it was. And uh, Robin Mead and the other young lady on there, they were talking about television shows, and they began to talk about The Bachelor. And there was a young lady on there uh, who was bawling, crying, because she didn't want The Bachelor to pick the other young ladies. And then The Bachelor says to her, I'm falling in love with you. And folks, let me be honest with you. I really don't know what that means. I am falling in love with you. What in the world does that mean? You can't practice falling in love. You can't work on falling in love. And the danger of falling in love is that something may happen and the day may come when you fall out of love. 
But you know what you can do before you're married? You can date a person, a man or a woman. As we used to say in the old days, you can court them. They can court you. Or as we say in the country, you can code them. <laughs> you can date a man or a woman and you can practice on being friends. You can practice on establishing a friendship. Because I'm going to be honest with you. When you get married, there's going to be a lot of work involved. And there are going to be those occasions. I hope to God that there are very few occasions. But there are going to be those occasions when you may not feel like being married. And that's when you're going to learn the value of your spouse being your goodest and your bestest friend. Don't worry about my English. Don't worry about it. It's in those moments when you've been pushed to your limit that you're going to understand the value of your spouse, your husband or your wife being your goodest and your bestest friend. And friendship in marriage is a lost art. We're following the cues of Hollywood. And we're looking for these sweaty palms and these thumping hearts. And we want to fall in love. And we want to look across the room and see googly eyes. And, and we want to be able to say that my heart skipped a beat when she came into the room. And that very well may happen. I do light up when my wife comes into a room. I do feel something on the inside. Yeah, baba. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I do feel something. But you know what? It's not about that. If there is a chance of that happening, and when that does happen, if you want that to happen consistently, continually, over a long period of time, then you're going to have to work on that daily and that means you're going to have to work on being good friends i'm going to tell you something there's going to be some things to happen in you and your life life can play some tricks on you life can be pretty cruel and when life is cruel there's nothing like being able to come home to the safe reassuring secure arms and love of your bestest friend, your husband, or your wife. And so we need to reacquaint ourselves with the concept of friendship in marriage. We need to realize that even God desires for us to be friendship in marriage. Because there's a whole lot of benefit. There is a whole lot of benefit. Is your spouse your friend? I saw a lady on the internet, man, she was so excited because her husband, her, her, her fiancé had proposed to her, and she showed the ring, ba-blam! And she was all happy and proud and gleeful and cheerful, and, and because God had sent her the one that was designed for her. Let me tell you something. God can send you the one that is designed for you. But he may be designed by God to put up with your issues. That's his design. Being designed for you does not mean God pulled this man out 
of the billions of men in the world and sent him to you to make you happy. No, that's not God's idea of happiness. When God does put us together with people, he puts us together with people with whom we will complement each other. And there is more than one. I don't mean to bust nobody's bubble, but there is more than one person in this world who can do it for you. But if you want your one to work while you're working on falling in love, you'd better be working on being friends. All right. I'm talking about friendship. What is this friend? What is this friend? I'm talking about friends. We're, we're one who are attached to each other by affection. We, 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 uh, uh, we're looking for each other's sentiment. We exchange sentiment. We, we esteem one another. We respect one another. We exchange affection. We uh, share affection. We want to be in each other's company. We build one another. We complement one another. We validate one another. And we seek to promote each other. We want the other to be happy. We want the other to prosper. That's what friendship is all about. We're in this relationship. Wow, friendship is sounding a whole lot like love, huh? Friendship is sounding a whole lot like love. But we're attached to another. We're attached to each other by this affection. We are attached. All right? And that's what we live for. We want to make this work. That's what friendship is. We just share. We just share. All right. All right. And that's what we're talking about. Why, why is this important? Listen. None of us are meant to live in a vacuum. None of us are meant to live alone. Hermits living cooped up in the house alone. That's not God's design. Moving up to the mountains, living on beans, roughing it in the wild. That's not God's design. God isn't even alone. God said in the beginning, let us make man. Somehow or another, God said in that one statement, collaboration, togetherness, relationship is the way I operate. And how much more should we operate in relationship, collaborating with our goodest friend, our husband or our wife? And God didn't mean for man to be alone either. God said way back in the beginning, way back there in the garden, way back in the book of Genesis, it's not good that the man should be alone. Your life is meant to be shared and increased with the help and by the help of your friend. Oh, my wife and I, we're married because we're married to increase each other, to build each other up. We are friends. Your life is not meant to be lived in a vacuum. Your life is not meant to be lived all by yourself. What a sad song that is, All By Myself. All by myself. Don't want to be all by myself. And I think the saddest I've ever seen or heard that song sing was when I watched the video of Teddy Pendergrass singing it. And when you remember his story, 
when he was walking around singing and fine and, 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 you know, he could get about, he had a whole lot of friends. But after that accident and he was confined to a wheelchair, he seemingly was very short on friends. But God blessed him to get his singing voice back. And in that video, Teddy Pendergrass sat in that wheelchair on stage in an auditorium by himself, the spotlight shining on him, all else around him is pitch black dark, and he sings all by myself. Man, what a sad occasion that was. I can almost still feel that. And I'm simply saying to you that we're not made to be living alone. We're not made to live alone. And for all of you believers out there, the Bible says numerous times that uh, uh, Jesus would be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We're not meant to live this life alone. And while you're busy calling scriptures, while you're busy uh, 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 reciting scriptures to everybody else, don't forget to use the scriptures at home. Don't forget to use the scriptures at home. And if your spouse is not being your best friend, that may be a key to it. You're not using the scripture at home. You use it everywhere but at home. If your spouse is not being your bestest friend, it's because we're not doing relationship well. If your spouse is not being your best friend, that means that in the beginning of the relationship, something came before its time. Something came before its time. Walk with me here. <laughs> All right. So we got to get ourselves together so we can work on friendship in our marriages. This friendship is critical. It's crucial because it's your spouse who can comfort you like no other. Like I said a moment ago, man, when you have that crushing day at work, something disappointing happens. If you can just lean on your spouse's shoulder, if you can just have your spouse in your company, no one can comfort you like your spouse. No one can rub you like your, your spouse. Your spouse can rub you and release the stress. And you can't trust another ear like you can trust the ear of your spouse. And our spouses as our best friends means that we will have someone to listen to us in our most trying moments and we don't have to worry about being rejected. We don't have to worry about being humiliated. We don't have to worry about being judged. We don't have to worry about being put down. And we don't have to worry about our business being put in the street. But we can relax and let our guards down because we're sharing the innermost secrets of our hearts with our spouse, our bestest friend, our goodest friend in the whole wide world. Oh, you all, you ought to practice being friends with your spouse. I want to build this subject up today. I want to stress this. I want to say this until you get tired of hearing me say it. You need to practice being bestest friends with your spouse. You need to be spending that time together. You need to be working on cultivating this friendship. 
and you cultivate it by learning to deal with your own selfishness. You cultivate it by bringing your own selfishness under subjection. Every one of us has some selfishness in us. And that's why marriage is one big opportunity to love. That's all marriage is. One big opportunity to love. And this is why marriage is styled after the relationship between Jesus Christ and the church. The Bible says, husbands, love your wife as Christ has loved the church. And Christ loved the church so much that he gave himself for it. And marriage is one big opportunity for us to love and learn to give ourselves for our spouses. When your spouse has a dream, give yourself to make that dream come true. When your spouse has an ambition, give yourself to make that ambition come to pass. Live in submission to each other. Not just the wife submitting to the husband, but live in submission to each other. Marriage is a call to friendship, and friendship is a call to love. If you want true long-lasting, powerful, fulfilling love. Learn to be friends. Oh, my God. Learn to be friends. I'm telling you, it won't disappoint you. Commit to growing as friends. Commit to growing as friends. Start rubbing off on each other. Start rubbing off on each other. My wife may not believe me when I tell her this, and I tell her so often. I need her. I need her. She doesn't believe it, though. But I need her. We're committed to each other. And I truly believe in my heart that she's fully committed to me. And we're growing in this commitment. We're growing in this bond called marriage. Marriage is a holy thing. Marriage is a holy bond. Marriage is a gift from God. Marriage is one of the first gifts that God gave to man. He put Adam and Eve together because they were not meant to live in seclusion. They were not meant to live in a vacuum, but they needed each other's company. And Adam looked at Eve at creation and said, you are bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. But we have to work on this union. We have to work on this union. All right? A good marriage is going to be one. Built on love. Built on commitment and desire. And built on friendship, among other things. Built on friendship. It's a spend-the-night party. Marriage is a spend-the-night party with your best friend for the rest of your life. <laughs> I get to spend the night with my best friend for the rest of my life. We take serious each other being uh, each other's best friend. You've got to put away distractions. You have to give each other total attention. There must be those times when you put everything else aside and give each other total undivided attention. You've got to be willing to communicate. 
you must be willing to listen. And if you're not a good listener, you've got to learn to be a good listener. You've got to learn to be an active listener. And sometimes we have to hear the message inside the message. Hear the message beside the message. Hear the message on top of the message. Hear the message underneath the message. Hear the message all around the message. That's what communication is all about. Learning to receive all of those messages and give an appropriate response. A response that builds your spouse up and not tears them down. A response that validates and assures your spouse and not feeds their insecurity. That's what friendship will do. That's what a good marriage is all about. Giving your time is a great act of love. We need that time. And if you do that, if you do that, you will learn to always be attentive to their needs. You will learn what their needs are. You will learn to tap into their needs even before they speak them. I declare I can read my wife's mind sometime. <laughs> I say that humorously. I say it humorously. But there are times I really do know what my wife is thinking. I know what she's feeling quite often. I really do. And sometimes I just hold it in and I try to just be there for her. You don't need to say something all the time. Sometimes it's just good to be there. It's just good to be there. All right? So please, hear me what I'm telling you. Hear me what I'm telling you. We've got to practice friendship in marriage. And think about friends. Man, when you have a good friend, boy, uh, uh, and, and this is especially true for men, because one of the strong needs of men, I think I told you this week, last week, I think I shared this point with you last week, one of a man's core needs is friendship. And what a better place for him to find his friend than in his wife. That is the best place for a man to find his friend in his wife. I get leery when I have women tell me I'm better friends with, with men than with other women. And I get really leery. And the hairs on the back of my neck stand up when I have men tell me that I'm better friends with other women than I am with other men. Something is wrong with that order. You may have closer associations, and it may seem that you have closer friendships with men than with other women, my sister. And my brother, it may seem like you're closer and have better friendships with women than with other men. But you know why that is? That is the case because something is out of order in the way that you work relationships. Man, it's very possible that you have better relationship with women because a man and a woman doesn't have to endure the competition that a man has to endure with other men. And the same is true with women. I don't mean to generalize all women. I dare not generalize all women. But women have to be good to get along. Women have to be good to get along. I've seen it happen. Women will come in church. Women will come in an auditorium. Women will come in a building. Whatever the case may be. The women who are already present in that place. 
When another woman enters in, all the women eyeball her up and down. They sizing her up. They're sizing her up. Men do it when we meet. We shake hands and we want to give you that firm grip because I want you to know you're dealing with a man. You're not dealing with a little boy. You're dealing with a man. And our machoism begins to come out and overflow. All I'm saying to you is that something is out of order in your relationships if you believe that it's okay for you, man, to have better friendships with women than with other men, and if something is out of order in your relationships for you, woman, if you believe it's better for you or it's okay for you to have better and friendlier relationships with other men than with other women, something is out of order in your relationships. You got to get it together. Because if it's out of order out there, it's going to be out of order at home. And man and woman, you have no business calling another man or another woman when you really hurt. Are you with me here? Because I'm, I'm going to tell you how to mess up your relationship. I'm going to tell you real quick. I've got about a minute left here. And in this minute, I'm going to tell you how to ruin your marriage. Start sharing deep emotions with someone of the opposite sex who is not your spouse. Bam! just gave you the key to ruining your marriage start sharing start having deep emotional exchanges with someone of the opposite sex who is not your spouse that's a good way to ruin your marriage but listen here it's about time for me to get out of here I just wanted to stress really deeply I want to stress most seriously the importance of us being friends with our spouses your husband or your wife should be your bestest, goodest friend in the whole wide world. Hey, listen, I'm out of time and I've got to get out of here. But I certainly appreciate you joining us on Marriage and Family Clinic on this episode. Remember, you can always find us. Go to iTunes or Spotify. Look for the podcast. You'll find Family Marriage and Family Clinic. Uh, uh, just search Bishop C.D. Hodges. If you got another subject, you got some comments, some input, some remarks for me, email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Got to get out of here, but just want you to remember, you can't have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out. You've been tuned in to the Family and Marriage Clinic with your host, Bishop Carl Hodges. You can tune in every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on your station for praise, WGPL 1350.